Hello and welcome to Fridays at Home, the podcast on a mission to help you create a home, business, and lifestyle that aligns with your most authentic self. I am your host, Bamay, but since we're becoming friends, you can go right ahead and call me B. I really hope you are as excited as I am to be here. Before we get started, let's take care of some housekeeping. One, click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Two, grab your favorite drink. It's Fridays at home. Three, sit back and prepare to be challenged to live your best life. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Fridays at Home. If you're new to the show, welcome. Sit back, relax, grab your drink, get comfortable. My name is B, and I'm your host on the show. I am your go-to for all things pre-construction and design, aka pre-start. Some call me the pre-start queen, some called me the pre-start guru, some people call me the pre-start girl, you can call me anything, but I'm your girl when it comes to all things pre-construction. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about someone super adorable and the cutest, 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 cutest little boy ever. And no, I'm not talking about my husband. And because I don't have a son, I'm not talking about none of my two girls. I'm going to be talking about the new member of our family, Mr. Marley. Whoop, whoop. So guys, in case you've missed it, two months ago, I think two months, it's been two months now, we uh, committed ourselves to having a little poor baby or a fur baby. And we brought Marley into our home to celebrate and sort of signify our first baby turning 10. We thought, why not? This is a great opportunity for her to learn some responsibilities and take care of a puppy. Oh my God, both the girls were so excited. It was one of the most exciting times in our home. Yeah, it was really, really good. We planned a big surprise. If you missed the story, girl, it was all over Instagram. We planned this amazing trip. So, should I tell you the whole story? Okay, okay, okay. So it was two weeks before our first baby's 10th birthday and I was at a netball game, her netball game. Hubby was away for work. I was with her little sister Elle and while we're watching Jazz playing netball, we realized that she kept staring to the other side of the court and then I realized what she was staring at after a little bit. She was staring at the most cutest little dog and her name, this this dog, a beautiful pup is Miss Luna. So, you know, one of Jazz's teammates, mum, was there with their family pet, Luna. And of course, my baby could not stop herself. Like the whole game, she was distracted because she was staring at Luna. And, you know, being mum, my heart sank a little bit because for so long we had been delaying getting them a puppy. And our reasons were just because I just thought I wasn't ready for that responsibility. I was just birthing my baby, the pre-start studio. Business is a baby too. I was just doing a lot of things and hubby works away. And I was just like, oh, I know I wanted to have a dog. I grew up with pet dogs in Botswana. We had so many. My love for dogs is like amazing, but I just wasn't sure if I could hack it you know, taking on another another child, basically. But anyway, 
that day when I watched Jazz just, you know, staring lovingly at Luna, I just made a decision. So two minutes later, it was, the game was still on and I walked over to the other side of the court and I went to Luna's mum, you know, who happened to be obviously Jazz's teammate's mum. And also they go to the same school, they're in the same class. So I was like, hey, Kate, how are you doing? Great. Oh my God, Luna is so cute. You know, the usual thing. And I'm like, hey, um, just quick question. Where'd you get Luna from? You know, like, how much are we talking? How's it been? You know, so Kate, amazing Kate gave me the 411 and said, girl, jump on Instagram. The ethical breeders, here they are, but they're down south. They're like two hours away from Perth. And yeah, just check out if they have anything. But you usually have to go on a wait list. Da, da, da. And I'm like, dang, Jazz's birthday is in two weeks. So I was hoping to do something for her 10th birthday. And she's like, oh, I don't know. So usually you got to go on a wait list. Anyway, girl, story continues. So I jump on Instagram immediately. I find the Kaya Moon Oodles. I will tag them in, yeah, if you read the caption for this podcast, I will tag them. The most amazing, we had the most amazing service, honestly, ever. But the story goes, I went on Instagram, I found them. I sent a message while we were at Nepal. Two hours later, I had paid a $2,000 deposit and we were going to pick up Marley in seven days. And yeah, I just made a decision on the spot. It felt right. She sent me videos and guess what? There was only one pup left and it was our baby just waiting. And um, the video that uh, his godmother, who now we call godmother, the breeder, um, the, the video that um, Anne-Marie sent, who's the breeder, was so cute. Mali was just lying down in front of the fire and he was just so sleepy. The most adorable tan cavoodle ever on like between me and you. I actually put a request that he, um, I wanted a tan puppy because I wanted a puppy that matched the aesthetics of our home. Do not judge me. I just did that because I thought, you know, what are the odds? I'm just going to put it out there. And the fact that the one pup that was there was a Mali oh, blew my mind. So two hours later, I did that. But when we got home, I kept it a secret from the girls, didn't say anything, got home, called hubby. And I said, hey, babe, like I've just, like I've committed. I've put a deposit down to we, we have a dog. We have a puppy. And my poor husband was at work and he's like, oh, okay, all right, okay. You know, like, God bless his soul. I love him because he just, he trusts me. He's like, hey, you thought this through? I'm like, I thought this through. He's like, okay, all good. Fast forward five days later, hubby comes home and we told the girls that we're going to go for a site visit for one of my jobs. So they didn't know where we're going. But little did they know that we were on our way. We drove an hour, almost an hour and a half down south to pick up Mr. Marley. Honestly, Anne-Marie and her team were amazing. They drove to meet us halfway. So we drove an hour from Perth and they drove an hour from down south and we met halfway. The most beautiful handover. Oh my God. Like we, I documented this on Instagram stories the whole way through. The girls had no idea when we got there and they saw Marley and Jazz was just like, wait, is this our puppy? I'm like, yes. Oh my God. It was so adorable. Anyway, that is the backstory of Mr. Marley coming into our home a few months ago. Now, the main purpose of this episode, though, is to obviously share about Marley. <laughs> but um, I also wanted to talk to you about some of the things that I realized were very important for us to have thought about 
earlier on before we got Mali. Okay. But I guess for us, the advantage is we already had children, you know, so because we already had, we had a toddler and we had almost a, a newborn when we were designing the home, our mind was already designing and making selections based on, you know, the knowledge that we were going to have little messy humans running around the house. And because we wanted a low maintenance, easygoing home, we didn't want to panic, we didn't want to stress. Everything we were selecting was to make it easy to clean, easy for kids to play, safe, and just easy. In hindsight, when I think about that, that's been one of the things that's made Marley's transition into our home super, super easy because our home was already designed for a baby or babies, right? And I see the difference. When I walk into people's homes sometimes, it's the same people who don't have children and people who have children. I can almost tell when the house was designed before the children or after the children. It's quite easy to tell, but it's just the little things. Sometimes it's just the little things and you notice and you're like, aha, okay, I think I can tell where you were at when you were designing the space. That said, I want to share some of the things that made the transition to have Mali in our home super, super easy for us, okay? I'm going to share some of these things, and hopefully I can help someone who is thinking about getting a poor baby or a fur baby or even a baby, like a human baby, because all these things apply, right? So number one on my list is if you're really considering on, you know, getting a poor baby or a pet, I want you to think about is your flooring, okay? So I want you to think about how durable the flooring that you have selected is gonna be. Easy to clean is another very, very important thing. These two things have been a game changer for us, both when we had the girls as babies and now having baby Mali, okay? So when it comes to durability, I want you to think about things like hybrid flooring, tiles, vinyl plank, things that are really hardy and super, super easy to clean. So while we're on that note though, we decided to go with hybrid instead of all the other options. You know, a lot of people say, well, why don't you do tiles? Tiles will be so much better because tiles are hardy. My issue with tiles is that they're very cold, number one. No matter whether it's summer, winter, like I am a no shoe in the house kind of girl. So even slippers are so awkward for me to wear in our home. So tiles were a big no-no for me. And also, I don't know about you, but I just find like tiles are just like a pain to clean. Like I, I've got serious OCD, so I will see everything on a tile, okay? So I decided that we were going to go with hybrid flooring. Best decision ever. Hybrid flooring for us, you know, considering that kids were crawling, learning how to walk when we moved into this home, it was perfection. So even if, you know, one of the babies was standing up trying to walk and will fall, I wasn't that scared because I knew it's hybrid. It's It's got like this thick layer of like a foamy material underneath it. So I knew that the girls would be okay. You know, unlike tiles, I feel like sometimes if you will fall on the tiled floor, you could actually hurt yourself quite seriously. So things like that are quite like important to consider. Think about your situation. Think about the kind of pet you have and think about what would make it easier for you 
and them, I guess, when you're both co um, coexisting in the same space. I also touched on a little bit about it being easy to clean. I mean, who doesn't like the word easy when we're talking about cleaning, right? This is um, where hybrid flooring came in again for us, you know? I have a lot of indoor plants. Sometimes I accidentally water outside the plant. You know, children, when they're potty training, will have accidents and we, Marley's in the same, he's weeing. Um, he's, well, he's better these days, but he, he, when he first got here, he was obviously weeing everywhere. The weather was terrible as well which is why I'm so thankful that we had flooring that wasn't a problem. Weather was terrible. So whether or not we had a doggy door and Marley was already potty trained, it wouldn't have mattered because the weather was like really, really terrible. So it would be raining all day and wouldn't be able to get Marley out. So we were trying our luck with like um, wee mats and stuff like that. So having an easy to clean floor was absolutely a game changer for us. Number two... I want you to think about this. If you are at the design stage, you haven't quite finalized your floor plan and there's still time for you to tweak your floor plan. Think about creating an easy indoor-outdoor flow for your fur baby, okay? So think about where you're going to have your pet's bed. Is there going to be a view to outside? Where is there going to be access to sunshine? Is there going to be fresh air? Is it in a space where you can have the pet bed and maybe even have your doggy door next to the pet bed so that it's easy for your dog to transition? All these things will make it super, super easy when your fur baby transitions back at home. Designing spaces that will allow you to have easy access to the yard or to a grassed area, allow you and your pet, my bad, to have an easy, um, easy flow, a seamless transition between inside and outside is super, super important. What we have in our home is an alfresco that's about lengthwise eight meters and about four meters wide, right? And half of it is covered, four by four is covered, and four by four is uncovered. And the four by four that's uncovered is paved, but it connects to grass area. So when you have all the sliding doors open, you get like a really easy transition indoor and outdoor. So when we have the doors open, we don't really worry about Marley being inside or outside because he already knows where his pee and his poo spot is on the grass outside. So just thinking about those things, if you're still finalizing your layout, just think about making it as easy as possible for yourself so that when you start potty training and all these things, it's just super easy. Imagine being in a home where there's so many corridors and hallways and knickknacks and tucks and turns before your pet couldn't actually see the exit to go outside. That's going to be freaking hard to try and train, right? So I want you to consider easy indoor-outdoor flow as number two on your must-think-about fur baby checklist. Number three, something that we thought about again, thank goodness, because we were thinking about this while, you know, we had babies. So this is something that was on our mind anyway. But again, this is something that can be used by you if you have a fur baby or you're thinking of having a baby or you have a baby. This is probably something you want to think about, right? You want to think about selecting pet-friendly furniture and fabrics. Now, when I talk about pet friendly, I'm talking about fabrics that are not going to be delicate. Okay, so don't forget that our fur baby's claws, 
and nails are not like ours, right? So if you have like a fabric, say couch or pillows or throw cushions, all those things that are very delicate, like silky or whatever, whatever chances are within a few hours of your baby being there, it's over, okay? So, but it doesn't mean that you've got to sacrifice aesthetics for pet friendliness. It just means that you've got to consider more hardy materials. So say leather or microfiber material that will have hair resistance, stain resistance, and those occasional claw marks, right? Another thing you could do is think about getting just like a fabric lounge or fabric couch and then you get it sealed or protected before you bring it home. One thing that I did forget to think about that now I regret, but I sort of regret, is the rugs. So I have beautiful wool woven rugs under the dining table. And then I've got a big, fluffy, creamy, beigey rug in the living room. Now, both these two rugs are wool. <laughs> the problem is good old Molly loves to chew on the corners of these rugs. So because they're wool, and they're very expensive. Expensive. Every time he chews the bottom of it, because he's teething, he actually pulls out quite a chunk of wool. So we have a lot of like wool balls everywhere in the house because Marley. So if we're not catching him while he's doing it, I guess the other dangerous thing is, apart from damaging my beautiful rugs, is that he could actually choke on these fibers. You know, if we're not if we're not careful, he could actually, yeah, it's like a hairball or whatever, right? So I'm just saying. Sometimes we need to consider those things. On the couch, another thing you can do, we actually have like a mat, a little rug mat. So like when he's cuddling with us on the couch, we'll put his little water resistant, sort of like a a wee mat, not a wee mat, but like a water resistant blankie that just protects the area that he's sitting in. So that is number three. Number four, one of the most important spaces. Now, this is just a bonus. You don't really need to have this. But what I found for us is we have a little space leading to a courtyard between the toilet and the bathroom. And it created a very nice little designated play area for Mali when he first got here. So we just put like a baby gate, like in that area. We blocked it out a little bit. It had a view to the outdoors. So he had like about two by two meter square space where it was all his. So we had his toys there. We had his, we crate trained him. So we had his crate in there. He had a little bit of water in there. So it was his little place. We had like warm carpets and blankets in there. So it became his little place and he could go in and out his crate when he wanted to and then come out if he wanted to play and we were there. So it just made it so much easier because we had toys. We were given toys when we purchased Mali that had his mum's scent and all that thing, the blankets that he had and when he was a pup. So we all, we put them all in there to create this beautiful little space. So I guess number four is if you can create a dedicated space for your pet in your home, you know what I mean? Like, and sometimes it could just be like, if you're crate training, it could be his crate so you can move his crate around in different parts of the house but then everywhere he sees his crate he knows that's his safe haven that's his little home you know and you can keep all his belongings in there like Marley has this cute lamb that has like a heartbeat and he's had it ever since he came home with us so 
wherever we go, the lamb is in there and at nighttime we turn on the heartbeat and you know, it's just his little thing. I also realized that this past weekend we were at a sleepover one of jazz's friends home her mum is also a really good friend of mine so it really helps when you're friends with the mums hey it's so amazing so we had a good old um we called it a super sleepover it was a two-day event one night extravaganza by the end of sunday yeah taryn and i were looking at each other going oh what did we do <laughs> But um, we also took Marley with us because they have a beautiful Cavoodle as well, who's two years old. And it was the first time Marley had like an interaction with, with another dog because Marley's finally up to date with his vaccination. So what I realized was that crate training for me, and I know everybody has their opinion on crate training. Please don't shoot the messenger. This is just my experience. It worked really well because we took Marley's crate with us and that's his little home you know home or everywhere he goes it's his home and as soon as I took it out of the car and I placed it in the living room he ran into the crate and stayed there for hours like he was playing in and out in and out the crate and he loved it he grabbed his lamb and he came running to us like throw here's my lamb you know and that really made me happy because it affirmed that even when we go away for holiday and maybe Marley has to stay over at a friend's house or family's house or something, he's not going to feel like he's not at home anymore. You know what I mean? So I really did like that crate training for that reason. I thought, oh, this is really cool. Kind of happy that we did this. So anyway, number four is make sure that if you can have a designated functional space created only for your fur baby. Now, let me just take a sip of my wine, girl. This Friday has been hectic. I forgot to ask you, how's your week been? <laughs> I hope your week's been good. All right, one minute. Number five. Very important. We need to talk about safety and pet proofing, okay? Again, if you already have babies in your home or children in your home, this is not such a huge, huge thing because, you know, I'm assuming you've already taken care of all those things when you were fixing things for your babies. But, um, so, you know, safety and pet proofing, it doesn't have to be a huge exercise. It's just remembering that now you've got a very senseless baby in the house <laughs> who is going to get into every corner, who's going to run around, who's going to create every mess that he can make in any single space he can find. Okay. Um, so the two things for me that, you know, were huge changes that I had to make in our home was doing a lot of research on the indoor plants that I actually have, because a lot of plants are toxic for dogs, for a certain animals, not just dogs. Um, we also have Benji, who's our um, pet rabbit. He's a mini lope and he's an outdoor bunny, indoor, outdoor, but mostly outdoor. He loves being outside, which is fair. He loves digging around, whatever, whatever. But also when Benji came into the family about a year, over a year ago, I had to get rid of um, a lot of plants in the backyard that he could reach because yeah, like toxic plants are a thing. So number one is like, if you're an indoor plant lover like me, think about, just do your research because 
yeah, it can kill those very dangerous plants out there. And then the second thing was electrical cords. Just like considering where your cords are and how many hazardous things are around there. Electrical, because dogs are naughty. They will put their teeth in anything and they'll start just chewing away. I guess another thing just as a bonus that you can think about when talking about safety and pet proofing is just thinking about your cabinetry. You know what I mean? Like, do you have a pantry that's open? And there's no door there. All right. You might want to do something about that because you don't want to come home and homie has had a party and all the chocolate is gone. Lord forbid. You know what I mean? But um, these things happen. Same as babies. You know, babies would go into anything and find a way to eat things. So I guess, yeah. So all around pet proofing to create safety in your home is super, super important, even early as early as designing your floor plan well there you have it my friends those are my top five pet friendly design tips to make your home a haven for you and your fairy furry family members and as always i want you to have a fabulous fabulous weekend you know let me know what you thought about this episode like share subscribe just just Give me something, comment, tell me what you loved. And remember, relax this weekend, take it easy, spend time with your loved ones because a home is where memories are created and where paw prints are everywhere. (laughs) Have a good weekend, my loves. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Fridays at Home. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and found inspiration to create a home, business, and lifestyle that truly aligns with your most authentic self. And if you did, please leave me a comment, share this episode with a friend, repost on socials, and give me a rating so that I know that you enjoyed the show. If you want to hear more from me, make sure that you click that subscribe button just in case you forgot. I don't want you to miss next week's episode. It's going to be jam-packed with practical tips and inspiring stories from our guests and myself. So goodbye for now, but I know I will see you next week. Don't forget to tune in to another episode of Fridays at Home.